I'd like to welcome back our listeners for some new bonus content from author Brad Schreiber, who wrote the book Music is Power, Popular Songs, Social Justice, and the Will to Change. Brad, I'm going to ask you three questions, and I'd be very interested to hear your answer after reading your book. Can you tell us, do you have three favorite music books? Well, these are all tough questions because so many things flooded into my brain. But for music books, visually... I love the Beatles anthology book, and coincidentally, the Beatles are my favorite pop group, so you can understand that. But I love the layout, I love some of the interviews and some of the insights, and there's a variety of people writing and talking about the Beatles, so it's not as if written by one person. My pal Roger Steffens, who you knew back in the day, so much things to say, the oral history of Bob Marley. As I said in our interview, I think that he had a deep history in reggae and the people who made it, that his interviewing them really gives you this multifaceted view of Bob, and it's so much more fun to read than just a straight biography. Right. And then finally, not so surprisingly, Music Affilia by Dr. Oliver Sacks, a book that is about the impact of music on the brain itself, hmm. is just tremendous. And it's also emotionally moving because you find out about people who've basically been in fugue states and they come out of it and the doctors say, what do you remember? And they're humming a song before they even talk about their relatives or anything else. Wow, very cool. So that's a great book about the brain and music that I would recommend. How about your three favorite albums? I'm going to take a guess at the Beatles figure in here, maybe. Well, that's the thing, Steve. <laughs> there are so many fans. When you sent me the email, I went, okay, right now, what are the top three? H.P. Lovecraft, a group that started in Chicago and achieved success in San Francisco, I think did the greatest psychedelic album in the history of the industry, self-titled album. Hmm. They utilized lots of instruments. They wrote different kinds of music. It was from psychedelic to blues. One song is Ragtime. It's, it's phenomenal. And the other thing I like about H.P. Lovecraft is the two lead singers, one was trained in folk, one was trained in opera. Mm -hmm. There have been lots of groups that had great harmonies, but I can't think of another group <laughs> that had two lead singers steeped in both folk and opera. Crazy. And I'm a big fan of Peter Gabriel and Genesis, and The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway mm -hmm. is this amazing synthesis of great progressive rock and phenomenal imagery. I think it was Peter Gabriel, in a way, at his zenith of lyric writing. And then the third one I thought of is something that's very formative for me. It's an album by Theodore Bikel called Bravo Bikel, Theodore Bikel Live at Town Hall. Hmm. This is an album that was recorded in 1959, and I heard this as a boy before I really heard any rock and roll music. And for me, Steve, all of a sudden I was hearing this magnificent guy telling hilarious stories and singing in 12 different languages. <laughs> wow. And even though I didn't understand the words, I would appreciate the styles of music that belong to other cultures. So that's why Bravo Bikel is important to me. Well, definitely. I mean, I'm a huge fan of African music. and I, Sometimes, you know, you can pick up what they're saying by the way they're singing. You don't know the lyrics, but uh, exactly. that's very, very fascinating. 
So when we spoke uh, on our podcast, you mentioned Black Wax, and I put it down on my list of music documentaries to watch. Yeah. Everybody likes to hear uh, our authors kind of squirm with three because it's very difficult to pick three of anything. And as you mentioned, it probably varies day to day. But do you have uh-huh. three music documentary films that are your favorites or you want to recommend? Yes, and, and they're for very different reasons. So the first one... John Scheinfeld, who I know, who is a really amazing documentary. And I didn't pick it because I know and like John. I picked it because, in a way, when you make a documentary, Steve, some of it is luck. If you pick the right person and you get the right stories, all of a sudden you're making a great documentary. Mm -hmm. So Who is Harry Nilsson by John Scheinfeld, to me, is a great doc because Nilsson's music is great. His life was outrageous and also tragic, and you find yourself rooting for him to stop drinking and ruining himself while you're loving his work. It's a a very deep look into who the guy was. Then my second choice is a documentary that totally breaks the form, and it's 32 short films about Glenn Gould, a magnificent classical pianist by a director named Francois Girard. And this uses Colm Fiore, a Canadian actor, who plays... Gould in some of these short segments. Some of them are animated, some of them are interviews, some of them are calm acting and pretending to be Glenn Gould. And it's phenomenal, in addition to the fact that I think Gould was the best interpreter Mm. of Bach music who ever lived. But hey, that's just me, you know? And then finally, Amy. Amy, I am not a huge fan of Amy Winehouse. But I fell in love with the doc made by Asif Kapadia. And what he does is he finds every single scrap of film on somebody. And without any voiceover narration, he gives you this incredibly dimensional view of their life. And by the time I saw Amy, I, my, my heart broke for her. And I felt like I knew her. Yeah, that's a great film. Yeah, yeah. Asif Kapadia, interestingly enough, also did that same approach earlier on a Brazilian race car driver named Ayrton Senna. Wow. Well, I love uh, these bonus content features because as much as I like to talk to you about your work and, and open that up to our listeners, it's always fascinating to hear about things maybe you don't know about or things that have influenced something you just read. So you definitely filled up a few lists for me. And uh, luckily during the time of COVID, you can watch a lot of movies, listen to a lot of music. So thank you, Brad Schreiber. Music is power, popular songs, social justice, and the will to change. Go buy it on our site. Read it. Thank you, Brad. Lots of fun. Thank you, Steve. If you enjoyed this teaser, have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.